0: For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Safe Harbor for Successor Liability. White-collar defense practitioners have long called for specific safe harbor for companies in the mergers and acquisition context when they meet the criteria set out by the Department of Justice. This clarion call was answered in the summer 2018, when in July of that year, the DOJ announced a revision to the FCPA corporate enforcement policy, specifically around mergers and acquisitions. In announcing this change, then Deputy Assistant Attorney General Matthew Minor said that while the 2012 FCPA Resource Guide did provide some guidance on what may constitute a safe harbor, the word, quote, may, end quote, was a sticking point for corporate management when deciding whether and how to proceed with a potential merger or acquisition. There's a big difference between a theoretical outcome and one that is concrete and presumptively available. The Department of Justice recognized the benefits when companies with robust ethical and compliance cultures and equally robust compliance programs enter high-risk markets or, in appropriate cases, take take over otherwise problematic companies. Obviously, the DOJ wanted to encourage that type of behavior, stating one area where we would like to do better is with regard to mergers and acquisitions, particularly when such activity relates to high-risk industries and market. There are several positive aspects, as not only can the acquiring company help to uncover wrongdoing, but more importantly, the acquiring company is in a position to right the ship by applying strong compliance practices to the acquired company. The DOJ clearly wanted to encourage and reward that type of corporate behavior, adding, when an acquiring company conducts robust due diligence, that unearths wrongdoing, reports that conduct to the department, and engages in remedial measures, including extending already robust compliance to the acquired entity. It frees up resources for the department that have been otherwise expended investigating the acquired company. These resources can then be directed to other cases, not only in the FCPA context, but to other areas such as opioid enforcement, human trafficking, crimes impacting vulnerable victims like children and the elderly. Minor further explained that these concepts he articulated when he stated, we felt this clarification was needed because the department's guidance regarding mergers and acquisition that was announced in 2012 in the FCPA resource guide and elsewhere had not been updated or otherwise incorporated into the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This clarification was intended to be just that, a clarification that the new policy also applied to misconduct detected through MA activity and due diligence. He went on to provide a hypothetical example of why the DOJ viewed this policy change as so useful. It involved a large pharmacy in the process of, of expansion through the purchase of smaller and independent pharmacies. As this speech was given at the height of the opioid crisis, this type of illegal conduct referred to by minor was not illegal FCPA conduct, but the example is just as applicable. He stated that if an acquiring pharmacy company uncovers evidence of improper conduct, such as while undergoing due diligence, either pre- or post-acquisition, we want to encourage that company to come forward and voluntarily report the misconduct. In such a situation, we would, of course, continue to hold the individuals responsible for the misconduct to account, but we also want to foster good corporate decision-making and compliance. Our approach to corporate enforcement is one that we can encourage this type of good corporate behavior. Moreover, the DOJ recognizes there are many benefits when law-abiding companies with robust compliance programs are the ones to take over otherwise problematic companies. Not only can the acquiring company help to uncover wrongdoing, but more importantly, the acquiring company is in a position to right the ship by applying strong compliance practices to the acquired company. When the acquiring company conducts robust due diligence that unearths wrongdoing, reports the conduct to the department, and encourages remedial measures, including extending robust compliance to the acquired company, it frees up resources for the department. Most importantly, it stops the misconduct. All of this was made clear in the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, which stated, A well-designed compliance program should include comprehensive due diligence of any acquisition targets, pre-M&A due diligence where possible, It enables the acquiring company to evaluate more accurately each target's value and negotiate for the costs of corruption or misconduct to be borne by the target. The change in the FCPA corporate enforcement policy includes a safe harbor for acquiring entities, was one of the most welcome changes to, from rather, the corporate compliance perspective. The 2020 Update to the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs and FCPA Resource Guide 2nd Edition lay out a clear roadmap on how to avoid FCPA liability in the M&A context. You should certainly work to take advantage of it. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy was amended in 2018 to provide a safe harbor in the M&A context. I cannot really emphasize enough how the Department of Justice listens to compliance practitioners, white-collar defense attorneys in corporate America. And they will listen, and they'll revise their policy. And this is one of the best examples. Obviously, the primary and preeminent example is the 2012 FCPA Resource Guide. But the department has continued to work with companies to tweak compliance and enforcement. Number two, pre-acquisition and post-acquisition compliance work must be equally robust. It's clear that you cannot come in and try to clean something up if you have not done any pre-acquisition due diligence going forward. That's gonna be critical, both pre-acquisition and post-acquisition. And finally, never forget that if you find a misconduct, you're gonna to have to report that misconduct. That means reporting the people that you either bought the company from or may still be employees of your company. So you need to remember you're going to have to report. You're going to have to remediate. And if those persons are subject to U.S. jurisdiction, uh, they may well find themselves in FCPA criminal hot water. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 days to a more effective compliance program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.